Thank you for joining Lighthouse Christian Temple this morning. We are located at 8201 Oak Pearsall Road in San Antonio, Texas. You can find us online at lighthousechristiantemple.org. We pray that today's word is edifying and that you become encouraged to share what you have learned. God bless you and your family. Now let's get ready for the good news. And now Jesus goes to this place in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate, and there's a pool that's called Bethesda. This place is called Bethesda. Some people say it's called the, the uh, uh, Place of Olives or something, something like that or the House of Mercy. So there's a couple different names for it, but he's in this pool by the Sheep Gate, and they call it Bethesda, right? And there's five porticles. So it's a, you can imagine in your mind, when you go, to, when you go overseas, you see these old, um, these old structures, beautiful structures, man. I can't, you can't even imagine how in the world they put these things together. You know, we, we, we have a, we, uh, me and my dad, we do some construction work. We do some things. I don't know. We have tools. We have trailers. We have jacks. We have power tools, table saws, all kinds of different things. And they had none of those things. And the way that they're able to work with this stone is amazing. We went, we saw this, we, we see the, this, uh, this structure, and every single pillar looks exactly the same, but they had, no, they had no manufacturing companies who could just bust them out all the same. They had to do it by hand, and they had to do it by skill. And you think, like, how in the world are they able to do this? How are they, how are they able to do it? So you see these structures. This, this place had five, had five uh, uh, coverings, five portico, porticles, and uh, they're like, uh, almost like patios, covers. There's five covers in this place, and you can imagine how beautiful it is. I can imagine just because I've seen other places kind of like that, and uh, uh, it's a beautiful place, but I want, you to, I want you to also see something else in verse 3. It says, in these porticles, this beautiful place, lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, limping, or paralyzed. So amongst this beautiful place, there's also sickness and disease and hurting and hopelessness and frustration and need. There's need in, these, in this place. And it says, waiting for the moving of the waters, for the angel of the Lord went down at a certain season into the pool and stirred the waters. Whoever the first, who, whenever the first stepped in, and oh, let, me, let me get to it again. Waiting for the, the moving of the waters, for the angel of the Lord went down uh, at a certain season into the pool and stirred up the waters. Whoever then first stepped in after the stirring up of the water was made well from whatever disease with which he was afflicted. Now a man was there who had been ill for 38 years. Say 38 years. Long time. A man was there. He was sick for a long time. And when you're in a situation for a long time, that, that could be a hopeless situation. Amen. That's a tough, that's a tough situation. Some of us have been in situations for a long time, for a long time. And some of us have been in situations so long that we've decided that the way it is is good enough. And so we've come and we made a, we made a decision in our mind, Pastor, that we're just going to go ahead and leave well enough alone. I'm not going to ask for God for this because it ain't going to happen. I'm not going to hope for this situation to change in my life because it can't happen. I'm not going to dream for more. Why? Because it's just not going to happen. I'm in, this I'm in this place that it's just, I've come to a point where it's just good enough. And it's hard. It gets hard to push and to push and to push 
when things don't change. And this, there was these people there, and there was, the Bible says there was a multitude. A multitude. There was so many people. And God just sees this one man, and he said, 38 years? 38 years? That's a long time. It's a long time to be searching. And he says, listen, what are you here for? And the Bible's telling us what he's there for. He's there hoping on hope. Man, because there was, the, the Bible says that at certain time, they would believe that an angel would come and touch the water sent by the Lord and stir the water up. And if you got in there first, that you'd be healed. But I heard a lot of, a lot of commentary. I heard a lot of, uh, 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 I did a lot of study. And a lot of people believe that that was just a thought that they had. That really nothing happened there. That nobody really got healed there. But there was a, there was a, a superstition that at a time people would go and people would get healed. So people flocked and people desired to have healing. But they went to a place that looked like hope, but in reality was hopeless. I want you to know something today that the world's going to give you so many, so many pictures of what hope looks like. So many things that, that this world's going to tell you if, you, if you just get this, you're going to be happy. If you would just attain this, everything would change. If you could get to this part of your, uh, this place in your, in your job, your life is going to radically turn around. All your problems are going to be solved. You're going to have joy. You're going to have peace. You're going to have all these things. If you could just get this. I want you to know it's just as hopeless as this pool was. It's just as hopeless as this pool was. There's so many people around looking for all this, all this peace, looking for all this change, looking for all this transformation, but we're all looking in a place that just doesn't have it. And we're waiting, and we're hoping, and we'll work hard, and we'll sacrifice so much, and we'll lean in, into things with all that we have because we're searching for something more. We want something to give us some, to give us. Peace on the we want what we're looking for is peace on the inside. We want joy on the inside, but what we're looking to is only things that can satisfy our flesh. What's on the outside? That's it. Is anybody here looking for something on the inside? Amen. Because if you're looking for something on the inside, there is somebody, not some place, but someone who wants to give you peace on the inside. He wants to give you peace on the inside. He sees this man. He's been there for 38 years, and he's tired. Can you imagine how tired someone is waiting that long? This is what happens. This is what he says. Verse 6, it says, Jesus, upon seeing this man there and knowing that he had already been there in that condition for a long time, someone say a long time, said to him, do you want to get well? I honestly believe that he's in this place today and he's asking every single one of us here because there's places in our lives where we desperately need to get well and he's asking us, do you want to get well? It wasn't a, he didn't ask him in a sarcastic way. He didn't ask him in a, in a rude way. He didn't ask him like, can you please, don't you, like, why can't you just get in the water? Why can't you just do something for yourself? Why can't you just get yourself going? Why can't you just change this thing about you? Why can't you just let that go? Why can't you just get over this, over this past hurt? Why can't, why can't you? you know, he, he doesn't ask him, why can't you? He says, do you want to? Like, do you, listen, do you, are you tired? How long, you, how, long you, how long do you want to stay in this? You don't have to stay in this place. And that, 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 that started to, to make me 
like stir up, stir up inside of my heart compassion for, 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 for this man. And then it started to, to give me like a realization for myself. Because as good as you might think that I am, there's still places inside of me that I have to fight my flesh every single day. There's still places inside of me that I want to get, I want to be better, that they might look well enough, but I'm not, I'm not satisfied with leaving well enough alone inside of me. I want to have everything that God wants for me, and sometimes I'll try on my own. Some of you try on your own, but you don't get anywhere, and you get tired, and you get frustrated, you get irritated, and you say, Lord, I've been trying, and then you come to this point where God says, yeah, do you want to get well? Yeah, of course I do, Lord. Of course I want to get well. Then come to me. You, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to do it. I'm asking you to allow me to do it inside of you. And then, I, then that light bulb comes on and I'm like, oh, of course, I knew that. I, know, I knew that. But I, I miss it sometimes, Lord. I'm sorry. I miss that. I, 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 I forget that I have no power outside of you. And everything I'll try to do on my own, I could, I could stop the symptoms from showing. But the truth is that the sickness is still inside of me. And so this man, he said, do you, he asked him, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. You know where he was at? You have to think. He had been in this place for 38 years. That means that at, at some point he thought, this place has exactly what I need. But not only at one time, he's still in the back of his mind is saying, maybe there's still something here. Maybe there's still something here. I am not hopeless, but at the same time, he is hoping less. Because he says, you know how many times I've tried? I'm here. I'm coming. Like, I've been coming to church. But the truth is that I'm not hoping for big things anymore. I'm just... I'm just going ahead and leave well enough alone. I'm here, though, and I'm, I'm doing whatever I can. But the truth is there's nothing, nothing stirring me, nothing's moving me. I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. I'm stuck. And this man, he was paralyzed. He couldn't move. And every time he tried to move, it seemed like someone just got there faster. Someone just got there before him. And he'd be in a place where there was so much... There's so much sickness, and there's so much hurt, and he just, nothing's going on. Nothing's happening. He says, I try, but I can't. I, 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 I'm not seeing it. I'm not getting it. He says, when the pool, the, the, the man answered, he said, to him, he, he said to him, I have no man to put me in the pool. No one wants to help me. No one's here for me. The note came up and said, the deaf is requesting an interpreter online. I do not know how to do that. <laughs> That's why she's up here, okay? <laughs> so this man, he's there and he's just, he's tired. He's just hoping less. And listen, you might be in here, you might be here today, and you might not be hopeless, but you are hoping less. And today God wants to change that inside of you. 
God wants to tell you that there's more to, to, to this life. And there's more to knowing him than this. There's more. Someone say there's more. There is more. And if, when you realize that there's more, when you actually know that there's more, I promise you, you're going to get a little bit more excited about it. You're going to get more excited. Why? Because you know that this isn't all for nothing. This, this isn't all that, that, that it is. There, there is more to this Christian life than what you're experiencing, experiencing today. And this man and all these people, they were going to this place and they were looking for healing. But they were looking for healing on the outside. They're looking for healing on the outside. And so many people, they come in and the reason you don't find what you're looking for is because maybe you're looking for the wrong thing. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe you're just looking for the wrong thing. He said, I'm here because I need my, I, I can't move, I can't walk. Someone else is there saying, I'm here because I can't, because I can't see. Someone here, here, someone else is there and saying, I'm here because I'm sick. I'm here because I have this limp. I'm here because I have this marriage problem. I'm here because I have this financial issue. I'm here because my child needs, needs a prayer. I'm here for all these different situations. But I want you to know today, that might be what brought you here, but that's not actually why you're here. You're not here for that. And some of those things, some of those things may never change. That doesn't mean that you still can't have more. That you can't still have deeper. That you can't still experience God's greater. There, maybe you're just here looking for the wrong thing, but once you find the right thing, maybe the other things will change too. I don't know what God can change in your life. I don't know what God wants to take away from you. I don't know how God wants to heal you. But I do know one thing for sure, one thing for sure, say he knows one thing for sure. That sin is in every single one of us. The Bible says that we all fall short. How all have sin and all fall short of the glory of God. That means everybody in here has a problem. But it's not a problem on the outside. It makes us do things on the outside. But it's on the inside. It's on the inside of us that's deep inside. And nothing that we can do and no way we can mask it, we can cover it up with nice clothes and the way we, the way we present ourselves. But the truth is that on the inside, that's where God sees. God sees what's on the inside. He's saying you have a problem that's deeper, a problem that's bigger. And you're right. No man can take it away. But, but, someone say but. This God man can. I am not just a man. And he said, I'm here. I'm here. And he said, so the man says, I'm here, but I'm trying. But no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I cannot do it. And this is what Jesus says in verse 8. Jesus says to him, get up. Pick up your pallet and walk. But, Lord, I can't walk. That's why I'm here. You know the first thing that has to happen in your, in your life before you can do anything for God, before you can, before you can live with Christ, before you can, uh, is you have to trust his word. You have to put faith in what he says about who he is. Yeah, you can't walk. But if you trust me about what I'm telling you is true, then maybe things will turn around. Right? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing. And hearing the word of God, well, the word of God was in the place, and the word of God is in this place, and the word of God is being spoken back then, the word of God is being spoken today, and he's saying, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. He had to, at, he had to first say, in his heart, not so much with his mouth, but in his heart, he had to say, I believe you. 
I believe you. How do you come to Christ? By faith. How do you please God? By faith. How do you serve God? By faith. How will you be known by God? By faith. That's the only way. Someone of, so many of us, we're trying, to, we're trying to do other, to please God in other ways. God, look at how I do this. Look at how I'll do this. What if I give this? What if I serve in this area? What if I change this about my life? God is saying, I don't want any of those things. I just want you to trust me and believe in me. Can you do that? Can you start off there? Start off by trusting me because everything else you're doing, everything else you're doing are on your own strength. But if you trust me, what you're saying is, I'm going to go ahead and trust your strength. I'm going to trust your word. I'm going to trust how, what you say. I'm going to trust who you are. And then real change starts to happen. So he says, pick up your mat and walk. And in his heart he believed. Someone say he believed. He believed. And guess what happened? Immediately the man became well. He became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. Now it was a Sabbath on that day. Big problem. Can someone say big problem? Big problem. We see it and we say, oh, man, what's the problem? The guy got up, he walked. He couldn't walk for 38 years. He'd been in this situation. Now he's up. He's walking. He has experiencing something he'd never, he'd never done before. But it's a Sabbath. You can't work on a Sabbath. You can't be picking up your mat. You can't be walking. You pick up your mat. Whole, whole, you know, that's, that's work. In their time right there, they said, oh, on the Sabbath, you can't do nothing. You know what's crazy? Today, here now, people, they still, they still hold to this. And they, 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 now they make all these gadgets and stuff. to you get up, your coffee makes itself. The oven turns on at a certain time. Like everything does things all on its own. It's all automated. Why? Because you can't work on the Sabbath. And so it's, it's just what it is. I wish I had some of those things in my, in my house just to work every day. Actually, I do have some of those things. They're called children. Uh, if, I, if I want something done, I just say, hey, take care of this. Right? I don't care if it's a Sabbath or not. <laughs> Go ahead and push that button. <laughs> push that button. They start washing dishes, start happening. <laughs> Dinner starts getting cooked. Stuff starts getting taken care of around the house. Dang. If you want something like that, you have some children. <laughs> it takes time. It takes an investment. It takes some years, about 12, 13 but once you get them going, you get them started, they, they work for a long time. They work for a good 7, 10 years after that. <laughs> he said, look, get up, pick up your mat and walk. He says, oh, man, but it's a Sabbath day. It's a Sabbath day. So the people around him who saw this man in this situation for such a long time, they couldn't even be happy. Verse 10 says, so the Jews were saying to this man who, who was cured, it is the Sabbath, and it is not permissible for you to carry that pallet. Golly. Listen, you could not do any of these things for me. I've been here for such a long time. You wouldn't even help me get in the water. Even if it wasn't real, you didn't even help me push, kick me in the water. You just let me sit out there all this time knowing my situation. Nothing changed. You did nothing to help me change my situation. Now someone comes and I'm complete, I'm well. And now you're saying, I didn't get well on the right day? On the right time? 
<laughs> and you know, when something happens in your life, there's always going to be detractors. There's always going to be people to come, and come to you and say, nah, that ain't a real change. Man, I remember when you were 15, me and you did this, that, and the third. You remember what you did last week? Come on, man. Remember, remember where we were at? Remember when we remember this time? Remember this situation? And, and you're telling me that God came in and he changed you around? Nah, that can't happen. This ain't real. This isn't real. That's the same thing they're trying to do. They're trying to discredit the cure, discredit the healing. They're seeing him walk, but what they don't see is what's happening to him on the inside, right? And then when you come to church and you say, oh, you go to church now? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to church because that's the change. I'm going to church because there is a change that happened inside of me, and that's what's bringing me back to church. Because I, because I know that though I'm well, man, I ain't well enough. I'm not willing to just leave well enough alone. I want more. I want different. I want to continue to grow. I want to continue to mature. I want to continuously have healing upon healing in my life because there's multiple areas where I need healing. And it's just the first, this is just the first place. It's just the first place where I'm getting my healing. And so then he says, but he answered them. He's, he who made me well was the one who said to me, pick up your pallet and walk. He says, he told me to trust him. And when I did, I got up. So because I trust him to get up, I trust him to pick up the pallet as also. I trust, I trust him to pick up that mat and walk with it also. And you know, you know what that is? That pallet, that mat is his testimony about where he used to be. And now he goes around and start, people start seeing, hey, aren't you that guy who used to be? He says, I sure am that guy who used to be, but guess what? I'm not anymore. Because somebody came into my life and showed me that there's something more to be had. There's something more of in this life. There, I don't have to live that same way anymore. I was there for such a long time, Brian. I'm so tired of that. And when, so when he told me that there was more, when he told me, when I was feeling, when I started to hope less, he started to tell me, there is, there's hope in me. There's hope in me. And so he's, he told me, pick up this man. I trusted him. I picked it up. I, walk, I got up. I picked it up. I walked. And now you, I'm here in front of you. And so if he can heal me, I don't think he's worried about the day too much. I don't think he's worried about some of the things that you're worried about too much because you couldn't do it and he could. And the fact that he did. Amen. Amen. He did. And so I want you to turn with me real quick uh, to, to verse 12. I want you to see something. It says, then they asked him. Who is this man who said to you, pick it up and walk? Who is this man? But the man who was healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd in that place. Man, you, get, you, you, come, you come and somebody tells you about Jesus and you, 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 you meet him, you have this real, this real authentic encounter with God and you give your life to Christ and you go and you're different and you're acting different because the Holy Spirit is now inside of you. It has now sealed you. you are, it's, it's now beginning to make a real change in your life. And you're walking and you're doing different and you're acting different and you're speaking different because you are different. And people say, what happened to you? And you say, man, I really don't know. I really can't explain because it's just so fresh. It's just so new. I, I really can't explain what's going on inside of me. But I do know that I was sick. I was, I was paralyzed. I was lame. I had a limp. I had a sickness in my life. And now I'm healed and it's just gone. I, I'm not sure about everything about him. But what I do know is his word is true. 
what I do know is he actually has the power to heal. He has the power to change. He has the power to transform. It doesn't matter how long you've been in it, it could change. It didn't matter how big it seemed. Man, it can change. His word had power to change. And he said, get up. And guess what? I'm walking today. I was so, man, you have no idea how tired I was about being in my situation. But today, I'm filled to the brim with thanksgiving and with joy because I'm doing something that I never thought that was possible. But what he said, I believed and now I'm here and I'm walking. Amen. I'm here and I'm walking. I'm walking. And, and, and that's so, so many times what we want to do is we want to see somebody. We, we, we want, we like, well, we want to feel like we're running. We're running. But was, actually God was actually just happy that he was just walking. He says, hey, you got to walk. Pastor says that all the time. You got to walk before you run. Right. You want to have faith that has you running, you're running after Christ. You ain't going to run after Christ if you can't walk after him. Right? You can't. And so at this moment in his life, he's just walking. He's just walking. And it says, but the man who healed me did not, uh, 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 was healed. But the man who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had slipped away. There was a crowd in that place. Now we go to verse 14. It says, afterward. How many of you know that's not, that's not all to the story? Amen? That's not all to the story. He just gets healed and that's it. It's exciting that he got healed, but that ain't it. That ain't it. It says, afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, listen, behold, you have become well. He said, Man, I love that. Because he sees him and he already knew he could heal him. He already knew that he was gonna what he what he's, he was gonna be able to do in him, but he says he says, "Man, look at you. You look good today. <laughs> Remember when I saw you all dirty and dusty and grimy out there? And you know that's true. Sometimes we sometimes we know how we looked in sin, but when we were in sin, we were dirty. When we were in sin, we were we were st- we stinky. You know sometimes we go and uh, nah, I'm not gonna tell that story." <laughs> that's a bad story. Thank you, Jesus, for telling me no. <laughs> I was going to say that story is good enough, though, but it ain't, it ain't good enough. Uh, uh, there, there are times when we're just, we, we, we come to God and, and, and he reminds us exactly about where he brought us from. I love that. I love that. Sometimes we need to go and we need to have another encounter with God so he can remind us about where we used to be. Maybe not where we want to be, but where we are today. Amen. Because there's what? There's more. There's more. We might feel right now like this is all we have, but God is saying, no, it's not all you can have. It's just all you're willing to have. There is more. It's good that you came to Christ. It's good that you're here at church. It might make us, some of us feel good to come to church on a Sunday morning, come to church on a Wednesday night, be around people who make us feel good, hear a word that makes us like charge up a little bit. Then we'll go back into the world and we do exactly what? The same thing. Man. But Jesus is here and he's saying, man, look how good you look. Like You could look like this every day. You could be this version of yourself every day. You know what? You could be a better version of this every, every day going, moving forward. 
Every day you can be better because every day you can draw closer. Every day you can be better because every day you can grow closer to get closer to me. Every day you can know more, you can be, you can know more of me. And how many of us who have already been saved are satisfied with where we are spiritually? Ask yourself, am I satisfied with where I am spiritually because I'm not who I used to be? And that, to me, is good enough. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to choose to leave well enough alone. And you know, this man had to have, Jesus looked at this man, he had to have the, the temptation of just, of not change, of not, of not growing, of not moving past this one new point in his life. Why? Because this is what Jesus tells him. He says, behold, you have become well. This is what he says, do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. Sometimes we think sin is only not doing, is not doing bad. But Jesus is also telling us and maybe telling him sin is also not doing what, is, what you know to be right. And it's a sin. It's a sin to not grow as a Christian. Do you know that? Why? Because Jesus says, I came to give you life. Exciting. But life in abundance. That means the life that I'm giving you now, there's what? There's more. There's still more. Yes, I came to save you. Yes, I came to pay that sin debt. But there is things that I can do within your life and, in, and through your life that you have just haven't tapped into yet. Why? Because you haven't had another encounter. And so I'm trying to warn you, just because you're good, just because you're well, don't get it into your mind that this is well enough. Don't go back. Don't go back. Don't stop moving. Don't stop growing. Don't stop walking. Because why? He says, because if you do, if you do not, if you uh, do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. Wow, what is that? Worse? How much worse can it be? He was, he was a paralyzed sitting in this place for 38 years. How much worse could it be? You know where you're at. I don't know everything about you. You know where you're at, though, in your spiritual life. You know where you were before you knew Christ. If you're here today and you've never, you've never known Christ, you might be thinking that this is all that there is. And so you're in a place that's now become comfortable, now becomes familiar, now becomes, it almost becomes tolerable. You know, you deal with pain so long, it kind of like, you, you, could, you learn how to deal with it. Uh, uh, we've been going to, we've been going to, uh, um, to play uh, basketball with the guys, some of us, on Tuesday, you know, on, just on some days. And um, when I, the first day I went out there, man, I could feel it like, when you have screws, you could feel like you, you're, tied to each other. You're tied to yourself. Your bones don't rotate easy. They're like stuck to one another. And you go out there and you play and you're like, you're, 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 you're in it. And this is the first time I played in such a long time that like that. And in the morning, ooh wee, I could barely get up out of bed. I was fine after like the first half, half a game. My body started getting used to it. But then it quickly reminded me, oh, you are not 20 anymore. You are not well. There's something broken inside of you. There's something that's still getting fixed inside of you. I could, 
I get up. I'm like, oh, I can't. Man, I, can't. I literally, I'm not even joking. I can barely, I walk like I'm 85 years old. Have you ever seen somebody walk like, like an old person walk? I, that's how I'm, I'm like, <laughs> it takes me like literally two minutes to get like from here to, the, to where pastor's at. Well, not even that's too far. My, my house ain't that big. But like maybe from here to Mike, uh, uh, it takes me so long to get there because I'm so, it's so, I'm so sore. I, I, it hurts so bad. But the more you do it, it hurts, but it doesn't hurt so much. Right? After a while, you start saying you prepare for the pain. You're just like, it's going to happen. I'm going to be sore tomorrow, and that's just what it's going to be. And I'm going to live in that place for, that's just how it is. And so that's what, that's what happens in our lives. We get used to the pain. And we, be, we get tolerant to it. And that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing to get tolerant to it because then what it does is you say, well, I'm not going to try so hard because I already know the pain is coming, so I'm not going to do it. Instead of saying, you know what, the pain is going to come. It's not going to be simple. It's going to be hard. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to push more. I'm going to push more until I have no pain. It's not that I've learned to mask it. I don't have it. Why? Because I've exercised myself out enough to where it just doesn't happen anymore. To where now I'm not, I'm not going to get well. No, I am actually getting well. Right? It's not I feel better throughout the day after I could do it, you know, walk for a little while. No, no. It's saying your body's actually changing. There's actually a real change happening inside your body that it's healing itself. Your body can't heal without you pushing it to, to a limit. And neither can your spiritual life. Your spiritual life cannot heal until you push it to a, to a limit. And you keep pushing it to those limits. And you keep pushing it to, and you allow the Holy Spirit to, to prompt you and to move you and to, and to tell you, like, this, go here. Say this. Do that. Don't touch that. Don't look at that. Don't say that. Don't think that. And you start, you start growing a tolerance to your flesh. But it's not just, it's not a tolerant, at first you're just like, I'm not going to do it because this, this is not good. But then you're going to say, no, I'm not going to do it because this is better. This is actually better. I'm, it's, it's, gonna, it's more natural now, not for me to do what's wrong, but for me to do what's right. Right? Boy, there's now, there's a healing that's happening inside my body, inside my heart, inside my life, inside my mind. There's an actual healing that's taking place. Amen? Amen? It says, afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore so that nothing worse happens to you. You know what's worse? It's worse when you come to Christ and you experience his, his healing, you experience salvation, and you go back to your old life. Why? Because the Holy Spirit inside of you will never be satisfied with that. It will never be satisfied with that. And you know what will that, will that will do inside of your heart, inside of your body? It, you'll always be unsatisfied you'll start to feel unsatisfied. You'll start to feel like you're worse off than you were before. Why? Because you are. Before you were a slave, you had no choice. The Bible says that, that sin was bondage, and sin had you entangled. It had you wrapped up, had you bound. There was nothing you could do to get out of it. But Jesus came to set you free. Someone say he came to set you free. He came to set you free. What he did was he broke the, the chains of sin and bondage, and he gave you freedom. He gave you freedom. But when you then you go back, after you experience this freedom, you go back to your old way of living, your old way of thinking, old way of doing, old way of being, then what happens is now you're a free slave. That's ugly. That is so ugly. 
You are, now you're a volunteer slave. You were once begging to be let go, begging to be set free, begging for you to have this, 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 this release. Now you have it. And now you said, that's all right. I'm just kind of got used to this already. I'm, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? I, I heard this story about, about uh, um, the time of slavery. And uh, um, the Emancipation Proclamation got signed. And the letter went out. And so right as he signed it, right when he signed it, what was that? Law, right? And it's free. You're free. Go on, you're free. You don't have to. You don't have to be bound anymore. No one. Every slave could walk out off the off the off the uh, out of their 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 slave holders' aunt, uh, farms or ranch, whatever it is, their plantation, whatever whatever they were being held in, they could they could leave. They were free. The problem was that the word didn't get down fast enough to let everybody know that they were free. It took time for the word to travel, and so people were actually free and still living as slaves. And it seems sometimes that that's how we are as believers. That we've experienced freedom. Jesus came to set us free. But we've actually heard the words. We actually know that we're free. But we live like we're not. We live like we're still bound. We think like we're still chained up. We, we are slaves to our flesh. When the truth is now we can't have the power to overcome it. And he's saying, don't go back to what you used to do. Continue to walk. Continue to have this right here, this experience, this connection with me, this relationship with me. Because if you don't, then what's going to happen is you're going to go into a worse situation. You're going to be no no more on the outside. You're going to start decaying on the inside. So you didn't even know that there was healing like that. But now you do. Now you know there's healing from that. But you still go back to it? Oh, he's saying, oh, that's so much worse. That's so much worse. And some of us have to tell ourselves and tell our mind, no, not me. Not me. No, I'm free. The Bible says that he, he who, who the king sets free is what? Free indeed. Free indeed. And now you got, you got to have that desire, this want inside of us to say, your flesh is always going to try to pull you back. Things are always going to try to pull you back. And, and you have to tell yourself, no, free indeed. I am free indeed. I had the faith enough to trust him to get up. I had the faith enough to trust him to pick up my mat. I had the faith enough to trust him to walk. I'm going to have the faith enough to trust him that there's still more. That there's still more. And so it says, and you know, that, that's why Jesus actually came. That's why Jesus, actually, Jesus didn't come so that he can get up physically. He wanted to come so he can get up spiritually. And that's why Jesus is here for you. Listen, Jesus does care that there are things in your life that are not all the way right. He does. But he cares much more that there are things in your heart that are completely severed from him. That your heart is completely away from him. He cares about sin more than he cares about the effects of sin. Because we live in a world where sin is uh, here. So we're always going to have sickness. We're always going to have disease. We're always going to have infirmities. We're always going to have heartbreak. We're always going to have places in our, in, our, in our physical life where we come up short. We're always going to have those things. And the sooner we realize that, the more that we'll stop, to, we'll, we'll, we'll stop trying to attain perfection in every area of our lives. And to equate how things are going on the outside to how much God loves me on the inside. That has no, there's, there's. That's not the same thing. 
It's not the same thing. The Bible says this. It says, for God did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. Right? Listen, God did not come also to fix every situation that you have, to fix every problem. God came to reconcile you, reconcile you back to the Father. God came so that you would know that this life right here is temporary. There is a life to come that is eternal. Okay, your soul, whether you are a believer or a non-believer, you are going to live forever. The question is, where am I going to spend that forever? Am I going to spend it away from him in a place called hell? Or am I going to spend it with him in a place called heaven? Right? That's why Jesus actually came to, to this earth. Not to heal you of your trouble, but to heal your heart of sin. That's why he actually came. That's why he's trying to tell this man right here. This man, he believed he put his, he didn't just receive healing. How do you know he didn't just receive healing? Well, the Bible says that he told him, you have became well. Do not sin anymore. That means your sin has been forgiven. Why? Because you put your faith in me. You put your trust in me. That was salvation right there immediately. Immediately when he got up to walk, he also received his salvation. Because it happens that that's what the healing was. And now he's telling him, go and sin no more. Don't be the same as you used to be anymore. You're, you're, not, you're not here for that. I, did, I didn't come to get you off your feet. I came to get you out of hell. I came to pull you out of sin and death, right? That's why I actually came. That's why I actually came. Then verse five, for, uh, uh, chapter 5, verse 15, this is what it says. Turn with me right, right there. John chapter 5, verse 15, it says, The man went away and informed the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. See, first he didn't know who made him well. But he didn't stop. With just being well. He had another encounter with God, and yet he must have had an actual conversation. with. Actually, the, the Bible says that it, it's only written there that it says that Jesus came to him and said, you're well, look, you're look, looking good, don't, go, don't sin no more, something worse is going to happen to you. But now this man comes back and he says, actually, I know his name. So there had to be more of the conversation than just that. Right? And I think so, so many times we spend so much convert, so much time talking to God, telling him what we want, and never actually getting anything that he wants to actually give us. We never have real communication, real conversation with God. Or just, God, heal this. God, change this. God, you know I'm short on this. Fix this. God, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not happy in this part of my life. Can you help that? God, can you touch this? God, can you change him? Lord, will you change her? Lord, thank you for being a God of change. Can you please do something inside of my heart, do something inside of my life. You're only coming to God to ask him. That's it. You're just, you're just saying, Lord, fix, 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 fix. And God is saying, he already did. I fixed that already. I fixed that already. The problem is that you're not trusting me enough to now. You're walking, but you left your mat. Your testimony, that testimony where it used to be, you left it all. You're, it's not, it's not, you're not carrying it anymore. You, now you just think that just because you changed, everything is fine. No, carry that testimony. You know what? Build on it. Build on it. You walk around, you say, this is who I used to be, but this is who I am now. Right? I don't have to. You, we think that, you know, we, we carry all this stuff, and we start, we start picking up more things along the way. You got to say, no, no, no. You start dropping some things off, but hold your testimony. Let go of some of the, th those things, but hold on to your testimony. He's saying, do the right things. He's saying, now you have salvation. It only took faith to have salvation, but it takes obedience to be mature. 
It takes obedience to grow. It takes obedience to be my disciple. It's another step. There's more to it than that, but you won't get there until you keep walking. Keep walking. Don't turn back. Keep moving forward. And so he says, Jesus is the one who made me well. For this reason, the Bible says the Jews, the Jews were persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. But he answered them, my father is working until now. And listen, Jesus wants to tell you this right here. He wants to tell you, and I myself am working. I myself am working. He's saying today, God was working in that time. I, I am working in this time. I'm still at work. I still have the power to heal. I still have the power to move, to transform, to change. I still have that power, that same power that I displayed in this man's life. I have the same power to display in your life. You know what's sad about this story? Because this whole story is like, should get you excited. But then you start thinking and you say, man, in that colonnade, what did the Bible say at the beginning? There was a multitude of people. You know what's sad? Is that only one person got healed. They all heard what he said. When there's a multitude of people around, I could be talking over here, but you could still hear me over there. And not only did they hear it, but they actually saw it. And we come to church on Wednesdays, on Sundays, we see each other, Bible studies, fellowships, all these different things, and we start to see actual change happen in people's life, and we keep coming to the same place and not experiencing anything of that for ourselves. Why? Why? Get excited about knowing Christ. Start to desire change. Start to believe that it can be possible. When you do, you won't just see it in other people. You'll start to see it in yourself. And so it's sad that there's so many people in here who will leave exactly how they came. But I'm going to tell you one more time. It's not because you have to. You don't have to get used to where you are today. You do not have to leave well enough alone. You don't. You don't. If you want something to, to, to change, Jesus is saying, come to me. Everyone who is tired, weary, heavy laden, come to me. Why? Because I will give you rest. He's saying, what do you do with the trouble that you have? He's saying, Cast your cares upon me. Why? Because I care for you. Right? I have come to give you life and give you life abundantly. And if that's what you desire, I want you to stand to your feet. And I want you to begin to ask God. Ask God, Lord, Lord, help me to have real relationship with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If today you are in this place and you are sick, you are spiritually, you come to the realization that you are spiritually sick. That you need spiritual healing. The, the altar is open and available to you. Pick up your mat and walk. There is healing available. There is change available. There is transformation that is available. You got to trust him. You got to trust him. Again, thank you for joining us. Our hope is that the word the Lord has given us to share with you truly creates change, not only in your heart, but to anyone you share this with. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. How beautiful are the feet of those that bring the good news. Have a blessed day.